Good day, fellas. Welcome back to Uncensored Advice for Men. My name is Josh. I'm your host. And I travel around. I ask advice from uh, coaches, from counselors, from pastors, from gurus, from experts, from authors and speakers, right? To ask advice for the problems that we men face today, right? Things that are going on right now, I go out into the world and ask. On today's show, we're going to have a, a special guest who is Dr. Peter Wins. He's a, he's, a, he's a doctor. He's a pastor. He's also my uncle. So we're going to have an interesting conversation about problems that you may face that are being consistently passed down from family member to family member, from family member to family member. And it looks like a pattern in your life. Uh, Dr. Peter Wins, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Josh. And I'm so glad to be with you today. Yeah. So um, what, what are the, uh, in, in the Christian world, this is uh, referred to as generational curse what could you describe to us like what is a generational curse um you know for the for the audience both you, you know there's some christian guys in the audience some religious guys in the audience but maybe some people that have never even heard about the bible or what this could be yeah well people whether they're christian or not whether they have faith or they're an atheist most people have this kind of intrinsic thought that uh, sometimes things just seem to pile up and go bad in life and sometimes they go really good. Now, the Bible calls it blessings or curses. You can call it whatever you want, but there are tendencies of real nasty stuff happening in people's lives that can pile up. And when we see it, and it's, it doesn't make sense, it just keeps coming and keeps coming, the problems of life, then uh, we look at all the possibilities, and one of them is, hey, maybe there's something going on here that the Bible calls a curse. Okay. So what are some examples, right? So uh, of, of a generational curse, like give us, give us a broad spectrum of different examples of how they show up. Sure. Uh, curses can show up in many different ways. It can be a continuous uh, mental illness or physical illness like uh, cancers that go from generation to generation to generation, or it can be the inability to, to have children uh, that goes from generation to generation, or it can be the tendency not to be able to hold relationships together. So family after family after family find divorce and trouble and struggles, and there's so many different negative tendencies. Uh, poverty, I believe, can be a curse. When you see it generationally, the, the great-grandparents were struggling financially, and then the grandparents were, and the parents, and, and now here you are, and, and even though you and, and your, your spouse or whatever have this um, good jobs, it seems that you never get ahead financially. You wonder what's working against you. So there are these aspects of life that, you know, when that old adage says, when it rains, it pours. And some people are like this cartoon character where everywhere they walk, it's sunshine everywhere, but above their head, there seems to be this cloud. And people who live in it know how real it is. Yeah. So, you know, we mentioned some, some big ones, right? The, the, the cancers, maybe some poverty, maybe things that are passed down. And uh, are, there, are there maybe some small ones that come hidden in? that maybe we just don't think of them as a potential, you know, as you would say, curse through this? Yeah, there are small nagging things uh, where people actually find they're always, things are always breaking down. 
technologically or mechanically or around the house. Uh, and it just piles up to become unrealistic. Also, another one that it might not be known is, is fear and worry and constant anxiety that uh, people just, you know, they want to be happy, but they seem to always be pushed back in these small areas. And all these small things, even though they're small, they can pile up and make you feel like uh, it's a big thing if it carries on for years and years and years. This is a very real thing in people's lives, no matter what country you're in, no matter what uh, ethnicity you are, uh, this is a human condition. So let, let's, let's, let's move forward and, and, and say, okay, so, you know, we, we see these things that seem to always affect this, you know, family. And it's my grandfather had this issue. My father had this issue. I have this issue. And, you know, hopefully one day my son or my kids don't have this issue, right? So we, we see those and we see in patterns and whether people want to call them curses or you know, hereditary or disease, whatever people want to call them at this time. You know, what, what you're sharing is that these are actually, you know, in your belief system, they, these are called curses. All right. So how do you know if you're under a curse or if it's just bad crap luck, right? Yeah. Well, if it persists for years and years, and no matter what you do, it always comes back to this then it's a good indicator that something bigger is at play. There's, a, there's a, a saying that goes around the world, whether you're a Christian or whether you're an, an atheist, and it goes like this. It says, whatever goes around comes around. It's like, if you do certain things, something's going to happen to you in response to it. And this here, actually, uh, the Bible teaches is, generational. And I've been a pastor now for 50 years. And I have seen it with great, great grandparents, grandparents, the same tendencies that uh, produce problems. And, and they, they're caused by somebody's action. Evil brings about evil. And good brings about good. And the, the Bible calls it that whatever you sow, you reap. In other words, whatever you plant means that's what's going to come out of the ground. So people are planting things, maybe in secret, but it's nasty stuff. It will catch up someday. And that's the essence of what a curse is. And when it goes, when it's something really bad, like a heinous crime, that you might not have got caught in, but there's something that's going to get passed on to your children. And the Bible says it gets passed on for four generations, which means that you might not even know what your great-grandparents did, but there's, there's this thing that is coming down the line because of things that they did before you were even born. Man, I, that doesn't seem fair. Yeah. Right. That would be questions that, you know, if I'm looking at it, like, why am I being punished for something that my great, great grandfather on my dad's side or, or whatever? Why, why does that happen? And why is that, why is that fair? Yeah. Well, it, it may not be fair. I'm not saying it is fair, but it is a fact. 
that there are things and some people there's this argument that goes on between what is nature and what is nurture in other words what are you born with and what are things that you you grow into because you lived in a dysfunctional home for example and, it, and you learn negative things uh, but every when everybody's born they're born naked but they actually come out of their mother's womb carrying a suitcase and in that suitcase is your dna but it's more than your physical dna there's another part to the human uh, psyche and the anatomy that goes deeper than just the physical that we see. And it has to do with the way we think, but it has to do with our emotions. It has to do with our, uh, our personality that comes out of it. And all of us are trying to identify who are we? Well, we can't get very far away from our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents because there's just stuff that gets passed on to us. So this is very important because what it means is that your behavior today, you might be 22 years old, but your behavior today may have a profound effect on the next generation and three generations from now. So there's, there's more than just yourself to think about when you're thinking about whether you should do some, some good or you should do something that's not so good. There's ramifications to it that might go on to your children, even though you get over it, something is moving. And, and I believe it happens in the spirit world. Mm. Is this similar to uh, maybe what the Eastern uh, philosophy is of, of karma? Is this something similar to karma? Is it different from that? Yeah, well, I, I'm a Bible man. So in the Bible, we, we talk about angels and demons. We talk about God and the devil. And so there's a kingdom of darkness and a kingdom of light. And, and other religions understand that there's, there's, put it whatever phrase you want, but there's goodness and bad things. And so in the Christians, it's actually entities. It's spirits. It's not just um, a feeling around you, like the force is with you, but it's actually a spiritual entity that can follow you from generation to generation to generation. And uh, that's when, when you become a Christian, our belief is that you give your life to Jesus and then you don't become perfect, but then you can start to work things out. And the more you ask for God's help and the more you follow the ways of the Bible, Actually, what happens is that evil spirits or demonic powers get broken away from you and you become uh, a new person and you enter into a world uh, where everything changes, including your personality and the way you think changes and uh, the atmosphere around you starts to change. And a person who actually has a life of curses through the power of Jesus Christ and, and the living God, there can come to you a radical change that can take you from a life of misery and struggle into a life of pleasure and enjoyment. And that's the message of the Bible through Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
I bet there's a there's some guys listening in this audience who are like, okay, I believe, you know, I believe that there could be a Bible, you know, that the Bible is, you know, perhaps real or not real. Yeah, there's probably a higher being, right? So let's just kind of have a, a conversation there where if someone's saying like, I believe that there's a higher power, right? So maybe that there's a God. So if someone is an absolute atheist and like, I don't believe that there's a God, there's no good, there's no evil, there's what, maybe we're not having a conversation, but someone, uh, you know, specifically with them for that. But let's just say that they're saying, okay, I believe that there's a God. On the flip side, you're saying that there's also other entities, right? So if there's a God, there's, there's the devil and, you know, there's angels and demons. So there's teams at play. There's good guys and bad guys, right? Exactly right. Okay. So I, I guess if you have to accept, you know, some of the Bible, you have to kind of uncover the, the, the truth of the Bible or the, the, maybe the dark side of it. Right. So, uh, this is something that probably a lot of people aren't taught in Sunday school. Like here's, here's the, you know, the, the canvas and here's the demon killing, you know, like stabbing someone with a pitchfork. Right. We don't, we don't really get taught this in Sunday school. Uh, can you maybe share a little insight on, on the dark side of the, of the, maybe well, the Bible of what it talks about? Let me say this, you know, we talk about faith, but faith isn't just stepping out in a blind kind of way. It actually is logical. Faith is based on what has been proven to you, not something you read or something that somebody else told you. And this is what the Bible says. It says that God is not very far from any one of us. And if you reach out to him in your private place, in your secret place, and you say, God, I need proof. I need you to prove to me outside of my feelings and my emotions, outside of what other people say, I need you to prove to me that you're real. And if a person is really truthful and they're really willing to humble themselves and say, God, if you prove yourself to me, I'll become a believer. And then secretly, do it secretly, but do it in the name of Jesus because Jesus is God's son and you don't get there by circumnavigating his son. But you say, so God, I'm going to come to you in the name of Jesus, but I need proof. In order for me to have faith, I need proof. And God knows how to prove himself to you. And if you really seek him and push him, he will make himself real to you. And when you see that God is real, all of a sudden, all the other things that I've talked to you about will become real as well. Mm. So when you, when you talk about blessings and curses and generational curses, do you get any resistance from, from other churches or other people in this, in this um, I guess, in the Christian denomination? Do you get resistance from that? As different as people's faces are, some of the differences in their minds and the way they think. And it yeah. all comes down to our experience and what we have learned from what other people have taught us, what we have gone through, the hard knocks of life, uh, and, and also our pride or our humility factor. You know, because some people, you can't teach them anything because they're just too stubborn. Other people are saying, no, I'm teachable, but I have to have some proof. And so in all of this, you've got people who are Christian and non-Christian who have every shade of gray in terms of their, in terms of their belief system. 
So everybody's on their own journey. And I, I believe every human being is wonderful in some way. I believe they're made by God and they're made uh, extraordinary. And they go on this journey to find out their identity and what's real in life. Some people are just partying and they don't care, but sooner or later they start to care. Things come down in life. Maybe you have kids of your own one day uh, and then all of a sudden things start to matter when they didn't matter when you were younger. And then at that time, you have to go on this search and, uh, and discovery kind of journey. And so the church is in that place. And just as there are different ways of, of thinking when you're not in the church, when you get in the church, you're still a human being with your own will and your own experiences. So you come up with your different doctrine or your different ideas. And so the church is all divided in that way. So there are people who, even though they read it in the Bible about curses and blessings, it's everywhere from the very first book to the very last book of the Bible. It is everywhere. And if you have eyes to see it, it's like every time you turn a page, you're going to see it. But when you do, then you need to say, well, if this is real, do I need to deal with it? Is there something in my life that uh, keeps coming up on the screen to say to me, you know, there's a deeper problem here. You know what they say? Everybody has a blind spot. And um, other people might see it, but you might not see it yourself. But if you're really a truth seeker, you won't let any area uh, go without inspection. You'll turn over every rock to find out what life is all about. I have done it for all my life. And I found this, what I'm telling you, to be true. And because of it, I am one happy man today. Yeah. Um, as, as, we're, as we're unpacking this, right, if this is real, right, you got to do this, you know, for the guys listening in the audience, we got to ask ourselves this question. If we believe this is real, then I got to deal with it. I need to deal with it, right? Yeah. Um, when you talk about internal inspections, yeah. Yep. When you talk about internal inspections, what's a good way to, or some resources uh, for, for people to go, you know what, I, I want to explore this. I don't know if, you know, if these generational things are, are real or not real, but I want to explore this and I want to do some in, inspection, internal inspection to see if maybe I am under a curse. Maybe my yeah. family is under a curse. Like, what are, what's your advice to that? Yeah, well, I, I actually wrote a full-length book on the subject that's come out of 50 years of inspection and study that people can, can go online and find. And, and the title for, for this book that I've written is Blessings or Curses for the Next Generation. And it's a hardcover book. And the first 10 chapters or so are about what people can do that will cause a turnaround of goodness to come back to them. So in other words, how do you get blessings in your life and in your family? This also works for a nation too. There are nations that seem to live in corruption. And when people at the top live in corruption, it trickles down to bring trouble on the whole nation. But when people at the top do good things, there's a good thing that comes down upon the whole nation. 
So the, the next section of this book is about these things that I call curses, that the Bible calls curses. And it tells you in detail how they come, of why they come, and how to get rid of them. And then the last part of this book, the last third uh, of the book, is about difficult problems that people have and what the Bible offers as solutions to those big problems in people's lives. So I really, you know, would recommend that you go online, get a hold of this book, Blessings or Curses for the Next Generation by Dr. Peter Wins. Wins is spelled W-Y-N-S. And there you're going to get a real in-depth study on this subject. Okay. Bible-based. Yeah. So you're saying in this book, you kind of unfold the the format, right? According to your experience in the in the Bible. If you're living under uh, you know, curses, this is what it looks like. And this is how to how to remove those. And in on the flip side of that, is this is what a blessing looks like, and this is how to receive blessings. That's, is that right? That's what's in the book. Okay. Got it. And, and I'll, I'll put your uh, link in the show notes. So guys, as you're listening in, you go, man, this is interesting. Uh, I want to explore more. Or this sounds crazy, but I'm curious, right? I'll, I'll, I'll put their link below so uh, you'll be able to hit it. So I guess now let, let, let's talk about, you know, give us one or two ways where we can start to maybe fix that problem. How can we, how can we remove a curse? And or on the flip side, how can we receive a blessing? What are some of, what's your advice on, on those? Yeah, a lot of people who have deep entrenched problems go to a psychiatrist and they get to talk about their problem, but often the psychiatrist uh, doesn't fix the problem. He might give you a drug to deaden the problem so you're not so sensitive to it, or he might help you to bury it, uh, but actually, these things that are so deep-seated need, need a spiritual answer to them. And from my experience, only the God of the Bible can help you. So the first place that you go to is to say, God, I, wanna, I need your help. Would you help me? I come to you today in, in the name of your son, in, in the name of Jesus Christ. And... I'm not asking you to, to join a church. I'm just saying, go to God in that way. Because he's the one who made you in the first place. And he's got the recipe for your health in every area. And, you know, you go to the maker to find out how to get fixed. And it sounds pretty good. All right. So uh, as we, we've got about six minutes left, are there any Final thoughts you have for the guys listening in the audience, hope, inspiration, some education, you know, one last word for the guys in the audience. Yeah, for you guys who are watching right now, I want to tell you something about yourself. First of all, I'm going to tell you what I believe about you, that you're made by God in his image. And when God made you, you're better than anything else that has ever been made because you know, as nice as we love our dogs, they're not made in God's image. And as wonderful and as beautiful as a horse might be, that horse is not made in the image of God. And you are. So that means you have an intellect and the language ability. And you can invent and discover and communicate 
uh, and go places that the rest of the natural world cannot go. And the reason is because you're made in God's image. And he made you because he's looking for a family. He, he wants to not just make you great, but he wants to have this relationship with you where you talk with him and he talks with you. This is an amazing thing. It's a privilege to be given the opportunity to be a human being on the planet at this time. And you got everything going for you, no, you, no matter how bad life might be treating you right now. But there is a whole new universe of discovery that is just on the other side of the door. And if you will push in and humble yourself before the living God, you will go to places and experience things that you cannot experience or go without God. So go with God and you'll be even better than you are now. You'll be even greater than you are now. And you're already amazing. Awesome. 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 What a great word of inspiration and, and hope for, uh, for the guys, for us listening in. Uh, fellas, thanks for, Thanks for being a part of the show. You know, I'm speaking to the guys in the audience. You know, thanks for being a part of the show. Thank you for listening in. Uh, my encouragement to you is reach out to the guest and say, hey, I heard you on the show. You know, what, what you said inspired me. What you said made me curious. I want to know more, right? Uh, reach out with uh, love and respect and just say thank you and, you know, take a look at what they're doing. And if this is something that you think might be a problem in your world, reach out to our coaches, reach out to our speakers, reach out to our guests and our authors and say, hey, I have a, I have, I have a problem and I need some help. You know, what resources can you share with me? What, what can we do to work together? All right, guys, thank you for listening in. Hope you have a great day. We'll talk with you all on the next episode.